Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Hi everybody, I want to share with you a story I was traveling back from a work trip last week and was en route to Vancouver and hanging around in in an airport, in Toronto airport, and went to the washroom. And in the washroom, while I was washing my hands, this mum was washing her hands while her, I'm guessing, two-year-old son was standing beside her on some form of device it wasn't an ipad it was like a more like one of those leapfrog ones or uh it was a brightly colored little computer of some sort and her daughter was was waiting uh patiently just to the side of them and i was looking at this boy just thinking oh my goodness he was as cute as a button he was the perfect gap advert child if there ever was one he was just so cute with bleach blonde hair a beautiful sallow tan he had a white shirt on that was sitting kind of awkwardly on him a little pair of denims and nate and his natives and his sister was pretty beautifully turned out and a stunning girl as well anyway he must have dropped his his thing on the floor bent down to pick something off the floor and and somehow put his finger in his mouth at the same time And his mum, who was washing her hands, turned round and she looked at him with the most horrific look on her face that I've seen in a long time. And she kind of scrunched her face up and she bent down to him and she said, you are disgusting. And he kind of looked up at her and he kept on doing it. She goes, you are disgusting cannot believe that you just put your fingers on your mouth. You are disgusting. And she sneered at him. Fortunately, he was kind of slightly distracted by his device. But I say this, you know, hoping that he was distracted and didn't really get the full impact of it. Anyway, it gets better because as she then dragged him out, she looked, her daughter stood up. She'd been sitting on the windowsill waiting And the daughter, who must have been four or five, looked at her brother and said, you are disgusting. You're so disgusting. And she looked at me and she smiled. And I looked at her and I just kind of, I pulled a little bit of a sad face. But I ended up walking out the washroom with them. And I was so tormented as to whether to say something to this mum. And I decided not to. I, you know, she... She was doing her best. She's in an airport, dragging two young kids around. It's not easy. And who am I to just voluntarily go up to her 
and offer her some advice. So I didn't feel it was right for me to do it. She hadn't asked for advice. She didn't even look at me. She was totally preoccupied in his disgustingness. But I'm sharing it with you because she, what she said to her boy in, in, in a public place is probably half of what she says to him at home. And he is going to grow up perhaps thinking he is disgusting. You know that our voice becomes their voice. And when children hear this kind of um, tone, these kinds of comments about them as a person, it goes deep and they eventually believe that. Wouldn't surprise me if this boy grows up and at some stage in his life struggles because he believes he is disgusting. And you'll, you can see that if you wind the clock forward, he could well be triggered by events in the future that point to or perhaps suggest that he might have done something wrong or made a mistake. It's going to go straight back to that wound of, oh, I'm disgusting. So our voice becomes their voice. And the way in which this mum could have turned this all around would, would have been to say to him, Ooh, sweetheart, that's, that's disgusting. Don't lick your fingers when they've been on the floor. Don't lick your device because you don't know where it's been. In other words, the behavior is disgusting, if she wished to call it disgusting. But he's not disgusting. We have to make sure that we separate the child from the behavior so that they don't believe that they are a certain, you know, that they are a, a, a loser, that they are the mistake, that they are disgusting, that they can see that they are whole and they were just trying and they made a mistake. So their action was the mistake. Their behavior was perhaps the mistake, not them. Such a subtle uh, difference in the language we can use that will have such a different outcome for our children. So I share this with you just because ah, it, it, it really had quite a profound effect on me to see this gorgeous little button. I mean, all kids are gorgeous. They're all cute. They're all everything and unique. But to see him being treated like this was just so hard for me. And, you know, at the same time, I know she was doing her best, but it, these types of, of um, comments could so easily be avoided if we just step back and think, OK, how am I going to handle this? I don't want him to feel bad about himself. What he chose to do was perhaps not the best thing, but he, there's nothing wrong with him. Whereas the way that she was telling him he he was disgusting and his sister was like, you are disgusting. The poor kid, he doesn't stand a chance growing up to not feel like he's disgusting in some way, shape or form. So I wanted to share it with you and hope that from this you can see just how easy it is to, to say the wrong things and actually how easy it is to actually go down the, a, a better path. It's not difficult to take a, a different path. We just have to be very aware of the words we choose, the energy we bring and the tone of our voices when we actually speak them. So looking at behavior and making sure that you separate the behavior from the child, whatever it might be. If you've got teenagers and you happen to be listening to this, 
separate their behavior from them. If you've got a 10 year old and they're driving up the wall because they are forgetful, the behavior is forgetful, but, but separate it from them so they don't feel like they are not worthy and that they are not um, valuable and that all, all those, those things that we can inadvertently sow the seeds of belief into our kids. So thank you so much for listening. I look forward to being with you all soon. And as ever, if you've enjoyed this episode, please hop over onto iTunes and leave a review. Every review makes a difference. And I'm here to share this with the world and help mums thrive and help their kids thrive. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.